B-Pod Studios. The Felger and Maz podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. To me, the whole thing with the finger under between the legs, antiquated, archaic, and weird. I mean, the whole thing is freaking silly. It's Felger and Maz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. First and go at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the program. Day two. Day two. Yes, another day of the Chiefs right in your face, Maz. Just like this. Motorboating Chiefs, we are we are motorboating the Chiefs day two. That's exactly right. Oh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and their Super Bowl title. Right? And, uh, Why do you And we'll do it with the big boy. Guys, it won't just be us prattling on. It's a big boy Tuesday. Uh, Craig Batard of the Boston Sports Journal. Joins us in studio. He went over the film. Some Hi, Greg. It. Hi, guys. How What's up? How, How was, was Vegas? Fi- yeah, oh, Vegas is good. Fun. Yeah, good week. Nice. How was the film? Uh, so I just watched. I watched the Forty ers offense. I haven't had a chance to watch the Chiefs yet. Um, you know, so these are my my prevailing thought is if if I'm Kyle Shanahan um, coming back on the plane when I get back, I'm on the phone to get Bill Belichick. And Josh McDaniels out to work with him this offseason for a couple different reasons. No, just hear me out, okay? Let the big boy yeah. cook here. Number one, bit, number please? one, Shanahan. He he's this. The Forty ers are built for the regular season. That's what they are built for. When it comes to a one game situation, and I'm, I, I know Mike, you're probably going to say, "Oh, well, you know, it was Mahomes and it was a play." I I understand all that. But Kyle Shanahan, as far as a game manager, fails on the biggest stage. He chokes in the biggest moment. He he does. You know, I think he just hit my button. My fault. Uh, my fault. Keep going. Um, my OCD is getting in the way. Go. Like you know, one of the biggest one of the biggest sequences in the game to me was right before halftime, and he just gave away a possession right before halftime by not when calling An- timeout. By not calling timeout. Now Andy Reid called a timeout, and I think there was some. We saw Andy Reid arguing with the official. I don't know if they thought Mahomes called it or whatever. But in any event, they took their first time out at 109 at the San Francisco 14-yard line. Like, they shouldn't have. They had they had all day like to get in the end zone. They, they should have kept the clock running, and they could have run out the half and either gotten a touchdown or a field goal, and then they get the ball to start the second half. But for whatever reason, they take a timeout with 109 left. Shanahan should have pounced after that. You know the first play, uh, Mahomes short right to uh, short right to Rasheed Rice for three yards. You got to call timeout there. 
on the San Fran side. Yeah, San Francisco has to call a timeout. Andy Reid opened the door right. for you to get another possession before halftime. So no matter what they did, right. they could probably go up. So it was 10-3. to 3. Fine, you get your field goal. We still have 50 seconds left. Maybe a timeout. Maybe not. Because Kansas City is probably going to throw a time or two. And you come down, you get a field goal. You're back up two scores. You know, but Shanahan just sits there and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't take his first time out until Mahomes is sacked on third down. He takes it at 23 seconds left, and then they don't do anything. They still have two timeouts left, 20 seconds left, ball on the 25. They just ran the ball. Okay, so he gave away a possession there. And he gave it away when the Chiefs were going to have the ball to start the second half, yes. too. I mean, look, it's a field goal game. You You knew what kind of game you're in. Like, any possession, any one score you can get on Patrick Mahomes is huge. And Shanahan just passes on it. He's buried in his play sheet. He doesn't know what's going on. If I'm him and Bill's off for the year, I'm being like, Bill, why don't you come out to San Francisco? You can work whatever schedule you want. And teach me how to work in, be these, in, the six, booth. Work in these 60 minutes. Right, and Bill can pick up new tricks from Shanahan. And the other thing as far as Josh McDaniels, and this was another huge uh, determining factor in this game. Shanahan had no answer for Spagnolo's blitzes. He the zero blitzes. I mean the, the the most crucial plays, the third and four plays where Purdy's under pressure and getting rushed. You know Spags is going to bring other people and they're doing a RPO. I mean like what are you doing? You know what they're as opposed to the Chiefs who you saw early in the game, one of the very few times that San Francisco came after them, okay, they had a couple free blitzers, and they threw incomplete. Guess what? They were ready for it next time around in the situation. They predicted it, and they just dumped it down to a guy like just out of the backfield, and they had a big game. Like, Shanahan doesn't have any answers for things. What would be and, a fix and, to that, Greg? I'm sorry to cut you off, but like leaving a running back into chip or someone he has in motion that he's uh, How about just a quick play. out? Or just, you know, planning like, okay, look, everybody in, in the NFL world knows that Steve Spagnolo is going to be, bring pressure no matter what. And, and the RPO is just a slow developing it's, play. It's too slow. It's over. You know, whereas the Chiefs get pressure and they just, they all of a sudden dink it out and, and they get a big pickup. Now, also, where McDaniel's can help, and this is where I think Shanahan, his scheme is limited. He, like I said, they have no answers if you know a defense is going to do certain things, like play straight man to man and bring pressure all the time. They don't get to the line; like the quarterback can't change things. They, it's a check with me. They can kill it and go to another play, but that's not enough. You got to be able to change protection, and this is what I'm going to do. And right now, Shanahan's scheme doesn't do that. You bring in a Josh McDaniels in the offseason or at certain points of the time, he could say, all right, how did you guys do this? How would this work with my scheme? And all of a sudden, you you meld the best parts of both schemes, and now you have something. But right now, Shanahan is too deficient in game management, and also his scheme is too predictable in terms of they don't have answers. So Spagnolo knows exactly the way to, to attack the 49ers and Shanahan. Okay, folks, you want to talk about anything? Again, uh, day two. It, it's, it's worth a second day. Anything left over from yesterday and the game, by all means, 617-779-0985. How it relates to the Patriots, uh, what it means for the Patriots, and what wins in the league, like those sort of big-picture things will definitely be on the table, Greg. So I, you, 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 you start with where the Niners were deficient, you don't – and I know you you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. You know, would Shanahan and the Niners, what they put on the field there, 
be good enough to beat any other team and any other quarterback in that situation? Well, I mean, yes, but the point is they should have won that game. That game was there for them, especially in the second and third quarters when they were holding down the uh, the, the Chiefs. They needed to take advantage of it, and they didn't. I mean, Brock Purdy in the second and third quarters was 6 for 15 for 43 yards. And, and I'm not putting that all on Purdy, but you have to do better. Like you have when when you have a chance when basically the Chiefs are doing nothing for most of three quarters, you have to take advantage of it. I mean that they were just winning, you know, three nothing and ten three at halftime, and then all of a sudden they're behind. Like that's not just because of Patrick Mahomes. That's because you're not taking advantage of the opportunities presented to you. I thought I thought uh, Greg Kansas City won the game on first and second downs when San Francisco had the ball. We we were talking about this yesterday. The third down, I think they went uh, three for twelve in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, they averaged through the basically the first three quarters. It wasn't until late in the third that they got a manageable third down. They averaged twelve and a half yards to go on third down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether this because now 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 Spagnolo's got you right exactly right That's... now he's got you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You tell me. Did did you see anything in the early part of those series with San Francisco that contributed to that? I mean, there were a couple of penalties in there, but was there anything that you noticed early in those series that was a factor? Well, I did think that, and and you could sort of see this in the game telecast. I think Shanahan was pretty uh, frustrated with Purdy for a lot of the game. There were plays out there for him, you know, and we talked about it on a Sunday night. And then I wasn't sure because you know you did make some good points, and he did make some good plays. There's no question about that. But there were other opportunities that they had that Purdy just didn't take advantage of. And, and, and I don't know why, and Shanahan's got to get to the root of that. Now, I will say this about Purdy. This is just his second year. I'm not saying that he can't grow. Remember, he didn't have an offseason because of the elbow surgery. So I'm not saying like he can't get there. But in this game... He wasn't good enough. Now, was he as bad as Jimmy Garoppolo? He, no. Okay. But he was he was C. He was a, he was an average player in this game. I thought he was better than that. He wasn't good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes. Was he good enough to win and beat most teams? The answer to me is yes. I mean, they they got to 22 points. Should have been 23 cuz the dork missed the extra point. But they got to 23 points against a defense at 19 in at, regulation. Okay, well, nineteen. The 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 the, case, the Kansas City Chiefs averaged seventeen points against during mm-hmm. the regular season. They were second best defense in the league in points. They just held the MVP to ten points. So, like you know, the Josh Allen, who's a far superior player, got to just twenty four. I mean, so like that's what the, Brock Purdy didn't play below what he played above what most teams play against that Kansas City uh, defense do. That's what the Chiefs do to everybody. You know, the Chiefs didn't allow. More than twenty-eight points all season long. They were incredible defensively. It was an it was an NFL record. No one got to past twenty-eight. At twenty-one games, no one got past twenty-eight points. That was the most in NFL history. So, so what? So yeah, Brock Purdy's not yeah yeah. But so I I I just think people just that that's the narrative that just sort of bothers me. It's like it, I I know Purdy's not elite, but he won the problem and he was better than a C. He did against the Niners. He did better against the Niners than most any quarterback this year, than most quarterbacks this year. Put it to you like that, than most. Jordan Love had a better day. Josh Allen had one better day. There's a couple guys that got up on the Niners, but, but no one lit them. I mean, sorry, uh, the Chiefs. No one lit the Chiefs up this year. They're good. They're good defensively. I'm not talking about lighting them up. They have, he, he has to make better plays. For example, 
The first quarter, the last drive of the first quarter, Maz, you talked about you know first and second down. Second and nine, incomplete to Debo Samuel. Uh, there was an open receiver. He missed him. Um, there was a first and 10. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, 19 yards. That was a scheme play from Shanahan. First and 10, deep to Brandon Ayuk. That was there. He missed him. He didn't even put it close to him. I mean, there there were a ton of opportunities. That, he he that, missed the throw to the end zone too late. Remember yeah, that? Yes, yes he, I he, do. he could have thrown no, that no, early. Not, that was there. You, I'm not telling you he sucked. I'm just he missed throws. In my head. Okay, so what? But how come we don't come out of that uh, Ravens game saying the Ravens need a new quarterback? The quarterback's the problem because we we have history of the Ravens doing exactly that in the playoffs. We have a history of Josh Allen and the Bills who are limited, who were limited all year. I was doing asking, that. I'm asking but about I, the Ravens. How, how come? How come Lamar Jackson? Goes for ten points, ten, and because the Ravens didn't run the ball. And we we come out of that game, and when no one mentions, yeah, well, it's a quarterback. Yeah, they need a new quarterback. Oh, you can't win with that kind of what, quarterback. But then Purdy does that, does much better, doubles up Lamar Jackson's performance. Everyone says, well, it's a quarterback. Say it's a quarterback. What does one What does one game have to do with the other game? Well, this is why can't you just look at game this we're game? Talking about. And, and what you're telling me that people didn't come out of that game and say is Lamar Jackson ever going to win anything in the postseason? I don't hear anyone ever. say, well, they got to upgrade the quarterback. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, they paid him, so there's no. You know, you're talking about a seventh round pick. I'm not saying they have to upgrade him. I'm saying for this game, he was not good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes. Then 19 points. It wasn't like he was going up and down the field and Pretty like, oh, no what one are we going to do? Well, Mahomes got 19 points. It was a defensive game. It was a slugfest. Greg? I, I mean, I, I don't know what you, what you want me to say. Something. You're right, Mike. Anything. You can't, Greg. <laughs> Call you me Fegler. You can't win. He's going he's gonna to defend sucky quarterbacks to the day. I know. Five. I'm going to start being like Lombardi and calling well, you no, 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 no. But it's, sighing it's, and no. rolling my eyes. It's like, like you fall in the sink, so if you don't win the Super Bowl, you suck. Like, no. Like, I'm, everybody sucks. Can't, no. Is yeah. there any gray area? You're like, you're black and white. All of a sudden, you've yeah, turned I'm into black, Jim. No, I'm black and white there, and I have questions about like, Lamar Jackson. That guy's never going to win. You can't say that. So, they got to swap out the MVP. They got to swap out the kid that was what third in MVP. What was Brock Purdy? Third or fourth? They they, they swap out the kid. Who that, said that? That's made. Who said they need to Jim. swap them out? Jim. Okay. Fine. No, I know they're not gonna because they're, they're but they're never gonna win with those guys. I'm not straw man. They I might think. replace Purdy this offseason. They I don't rule that out. They Casper was saying that on the on Kirk TV the Cousins other night. is there. Okay, Kirk Cousins is a loser. Kirk Cousins might be a better passer than Purdy. I'll give you that. I like Kirk Cousins as a passer. Uh, that dude does not win. He ain't going to win. Brock Purdy's got more balls and more uh, edge to him, more winning, more of a winning quotient than Kirk Cousins will ever have. Kirk Cousins gets in a tight moment and checks it down on third and eight. I've watched it his entire career. That dude's a loser. He's got raisins for nuts. Thank you. Raisin nuts. That's an actual cereal, isn't it? It's raisinets. 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 It's He's got raisinets. So this guy's got raisins for nuts. That that that's the thing that bothers me. Shriveled Ma- up. Mahomes has beaten everybody. He just whacks the MVP who got to ten points, and no one said, "Well, you see, it's the quarterback." But Brock Purdy go- people said that. goes pretty much toe to toe up and down the field and loses on the last possession with seconds to go in overtime. And oh, well, you see, it's the quarterback. It's just ridiculous. All I'm saying is, they needed better at the quarterback position to win this game. So does everybody. So does everyone against I Patrick think, Mahomes. We should go through a list of quarterbacks that that I think that that would have won this game. Who just haven't? Because Allen hasn't won this game. Lamar Jackson hasn't won this game. There's only two guys that no, have won this, this game. This is a different game. You can't just a blanket statement over every game is the same. Like yeah, 
Josh Allen, Lamar, they all win these games. Just because just because he didn't win in the playoffs doesn't mean it's the Hold same on. game. Lamar Jackson wins this game. I just watched Lamar Jackson completely wet himself and do nothing. In no, this I said game. let's have that discussion about which who do we think would have won this no, game. No, no. So now it's like Fantasyland. We're Brady, like Brady would have won. Just like you know, comparing you know three weeks ago or the regular like, season like, to this game. We're recreating now. We're just going to airlift him in. I watched Lamar Jackson against this exact defense in a similar kind of big game. I saw what he did. And I saw what Josh Allen did. And I've seen what these other guys have done. They all need to be better to beat Mahomes. So, like, great. Brock Purdy isn't Mahomes. Woo! Wow! I, no, should, I should watch more film. That's your argument. No one else is making that argument. Uh, that's, yours. that's your straw man argument. We'll watch, about, we'll watch, we'll watch that, uh, and we'll talk about that. We'll continue ripping on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I, I, I think, Greg, compared to some others, Greg's going easy on Shanahan. Uh, and, and we'll get to your calls. So we're off and running with the big boy. Don't go anywhere. Nice. This is how Boston sports fans drive home. Oh, my God, please. Well, listen, yelling at each other. Those people should block in hell. Felger and Matt on 98.5 The Sports Hub. If I was a columnist in San Francisco, I would I would write that Kyle Shanahan needs to be fired. Wow. Chris. I, I, fired? Fired. I, I'm not even kidding you, and I get it. He's been to the Super Bowl twice in four years. You can get rid of a coach that takes your team to the Super Bowl. They've won all these games. But you can't watch the same thing over and over and think it's going to change. Seven times it's happened in NFL Super Bowl history, right, where you blow a double-digit lead, and he's done it three times in the last five years or eight years or six years, whatever it's been. Like, there's a problem there. And I don't know if it's going to get through. You would have thought after he lost the, that 25-point lead to Tom Brady, Chris, where they ran the ball four times in the second half, where they were set up for a field goal, right, at the right. 22. All they needed to do was kick that. They would be up by 11. Brady can't beat you. Like, you would have, okay, I blew that one. Then we remember with, with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Chris, they're up by 10. They used to have them throw the ball. They were running the ball. Well. And they were running the ball in that All game. Better than this one, Chris. That you remember that? Oh, yeah, that? Absolutely. Right. Where they were running the ball, and then all of a sudden, they're, they're having Jimmy Garoppolo throw like crazy. And you're like, what are you doing? And let me say this. Kyle Shanahan's offenses, Chris, convert just 25% on third down in the Super Bowl. Seven for 28. He's blown three of the largest leads in Super Bowl history. We know that. And Shanahan's teams, Chris, have been outscored. He's the offensive genius, right? Outscored a combined 58 to 12 in the fourth quarter in overtime. That's a fireball resume right there. Rob Parker and Chris Boussard on Fox Sports Radio. You like those numbers, Mass? Holy crap, 58 to 12 in the fourth quarter. That, again, I would not fire Shanahan, let me say that, okay? But those stats, three blown 10-point leads and 58-12 to 12 in the fourth quarter, the numbers are damning. Hey, I'm all, I love the commentary. Uh, I can't disagree with much of it. The one thing I will just push back on a little bit. Yeah, it was a 10-point lead. It was 10-0 in the second quarter and 10-3 at half. Okay, like, this wasn't 28-3. to And I even sort of lumping it together. Like, come on now. Sure. It, that, that wasn't – I don't think this one reaches the level of – certainly the Atlanta game, uh, the Niners uh, did have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter in the Garoppolo Super Bowl. 
and uh, Mahomes just caught fire and Garoppolo faded. I mean, that's obviously what happened there. I'm sure we can go back and pick apart Shanahan's play calling there. This was like, this wasn't much of a blown lead. I mean, let's come on. No, no, it was different. I agree. Don't forget the NFC Championship game against the Rams, 17-7 in the fourth quarter. Blew that one, too. So that's a good one. I mean, I'll go back and, or I'm not, but someone can go back and put that one back together for me. Tell me exactly what Shanahan did wrong there. Blew it. Yeah, his in-game coaching, I'm sure, leaves a lot to be desired. I think that's sort of obvious. All right, to your phones. How about uh, Bert in Berlin? He joins us on yesterday's game go, or Sunday's game. Go, go ahead, Bert. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, uh, Mike. You, you might want to grab a pen. Um, first, first thing on these overtime rules. Let's let's change it. We have to eliminate this concept of sudden death. It doesn't fit with football. We start a new overtime quarter. Make it ten minutes. Everybody gets a timeout. There's a two minute warning. There's no change to the rules except the clock. Okay, Bert, I'm with you on that. Bert, I'm with you on that. We'll give we'll give you more on that coming up. What's number two? Well, you maintain football strategy. And no- okay, you're just still on overtime. I thought you were going to give me multiple points. I was going to ask you in ten questions about the overtime format, but I agree it should be a timed, non-sudden death period. Is what I believe. I think, like for example, last night or on Sunday. That should have been that game clock should have been real as opposed to just a quarter break. That should have been a overtime, end of the overtime. And now Casey has to decide whether to kick a game time field goal or to go for the touchdown. If they kick the game time field goal, buzzer sounds, flip the coin again, double overtime. That's what I would want to do. And that's what Belichick proposed a couple of years ago. I'm with them on that. I think that's what all overtime should be. But we'll give you a little bit more on that coming up. Here's Tony and Stoneham. Go, Tony. Hey, uh, I'd like to hear your comment. On the 49ers uh, accusing the uh, referees not calling a bunch of holding calls, I read in the uh, I read today that there's there is a, a a situation where if it looks like a holding call, it isn't called because of some crazy thing that they have. And the last thing is you've got to do something about these quarterbacks throwing the balls. 50, 50 yards into the uh, into the uh, uh, audience and, and calling it a you know just a, a normal play. I'm going to leave that second thing to the side because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. As for the first thing, I let I think they let a lot, lot of offensive holding go mm-hmm. on passing plays. Greg, what did the film show? It was both ways, and I'll just say they don't call them the forty whiners for nothing. I mean, look, it was both ways. There were times where the Chiefs were blatantly being held and, and they weren't calling things. So, you know, they let the guys play. They know what the rules are in the postseason or how it's officiated. It wasn't unfair for anybody, so I'm fine with it. Let them play. So, but I, I do, I saw guys getting hooked all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Tony said there, they, you know, they weren't calling them for some crazy reason. Uh, let me give you the reason it's not so crazy. It's called ratings, TV ratings. They don't want a bunch of flags and teams going backwards. So they let it go. The question is, should they let that go in the regular season, Greg? Should that the way football's, you know, sh- sh- should they let NFL football be played that way where they just let, because that's what Murray wants, a heck of a lot more grabbing. Hmm. I, I mean, I would have to think about it more. Um, you know, my, um, I would say no. I know Murray loves it. He doesn't want holding. He just wants, you know, turn a blind eye, baby. I mean, I, I mean, you have to give the defense some chance. I mean, they have to do something. I, li- I like it this way. I mean, during the regular season, I'd say do whatever the hell you want. But when you get to the big ones and the championships on the line, you gotta let you gotta let the defense play. Uh, well, in this case, we're, we're letting the offense play. We're talking about offensive holding. There was a lot of offensive holding 
that I thought th- that's what I was talking about, offensive holding going on there. Uh, Mike and Linfield, go ahead, Mike. Hey, what's up, Mike? Thanks for the uh, taking the call. Why isn't anybody talking about the vaunted 49er defense? Brock Purdy does his job, like you were saying, Mike, during the game. He came down, took the lead. Now your defense, can you stop him? Can you make a play? They have four down linemen that can get to the pass rusher, linebackers. That that team was stacked to win the Super Bowl this year. And they completely, what did they do? They took a big turn at the end of the game on defense. Did the Niners' defense underachieve, Greg? Mm, a little bit. But, you know, I and I heard um, Mike Lombardi on his podcast. I know you're a big fan. Um, you know, talk about this. And I think he's right because I think this is something that Belichick emphasizes is that you get into the Super Bowl games and – they are long. They are hot. And especially if you're playing against a Patrick Mahomes where, you know, you need a lot of guys on the defensive lineman. I think they, they ran out of gas by the end of the game. And this goes to the 49ers didn't capitalize early when they had a chance. They didn't have a, they, they, they didn't, they weren't able to make the game one dimensional to help out their defense. And, you know, you got, when, if Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady gives you an opening, you got to take it. And it might be in the second quarter, it might be in the third doesn't have to be in the fourth quarter but um yeah i just think they ran out of gas we've got three up three down from the super bowl with the big boy and you right after the uh, headlines here with big jimmer gambler now more of the show that gets boston home felger and mass on 98.5 the sports hub and now it's time for three touchdown patriots two big throws on this drive by mac jones your quarterback what a throw on the skinny I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from bostonsportsjournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, three up. Three down with the big boy. Super Bowl edition. Still brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Three studs, three duds, three up, three down from the game. Who's your number one star from Super Bowl 58, Greg and Maz? Mahomes. Mahomes. I mean, let's not even waste the time. Give me a minute. No, try and eke out 30 seconds of this. What what most, and even if it's been said before, what's most impressive about Patrick Mahomes in this performance? It's just his... um... His ability to just improvise to make plays when the game is on the line. Like, I mean, there was a lot of pressure early on in the game, and they were frustrated. But, um, you know, because the score didn't get away from them, they could they could stick with things. I mean, they didn't have much of a running game in this you know, with Pacheco, yet uh, Mahomes just, you know, his ability to make plays on his feet, the second, his secondary reaction plays. And this is where I'm going with the Patriots and their, their quarterback position in the future. You have to have a system, and you need a quarterback that can make secondary plays, or you have no chance in today's NFL. It's the versatility, right? Again, they basically changed their offense a little bit at one point and started running some read option. So, and you want him to sit in the pocket, he'll pick you apart, and he can throw to five different receivers on one drive and four different receivers on the next. He gives the game what it needs. Unbelievable. His ability to just play whatever game's being played is off the charts. Like that like that expression, he gives the game what it needs, that's exactly what he is. It's, uh, you know, this wasn't a game for the big game-breaking plays. It was about picking up third downs. 
Yeah, it was possession. It was drives, you know, and he, he played that to a T. And I'll tell you again, there, there was no one more devastating running the football at that position than Patrick Mahomes. More backbreaking runs from that guy than anyone I've maybe ever seen. Uh, number two, who was the number two star? Juwan Jennings. Uh, he was San Francisco's best quarterback in this game, threw a touchdown, had his own touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I'm trolling you, Fugger. Uh, but he, and on film, I, I don't watch the 49ers that much. He is easily their best receiver against man coverage. He ran some outstanding routes in that game. The touchdown, that was a good throw by Purdy. The little slant there, guy on his back, breaks a tackle, goes in. Um, he was he was the best player to me on San Francisco's offense in this game. And I'm not saying that Christian McCaffrey wasn't good, but um, he he was he was tremendous. And that that throw that throw that he made on the touchdown play, I mean, he got walloped and he still made it. He did. He got drilled on that play. I almost went with the San Francisco defensive line, but that's too boring. Fred Warner. That guy's a freaking missile. He is a missile. He's all over the field. He can play the pass. He can play the run. He's a freaking terror. I love that guy. Number three star. I'm going Chris Jones slightly over Trent McDuffie. They're very close, but Jones with six quarterback pressures, really good against the run. I mean, that guy just... When he needs to make it, when the defense needs a play, he just manhandles or beats his blocker all the time. He's incredible. Trent McDuffie. I, I said this to Bedard during the break, and I'm dating myself a little bit. Mike, do you remember when we were younger, there was a video of Steve Casper shadowing uh, Wayne sure, Gretzky? Sure, Wayne Gretzky, yeah. He literally stride for stride. Yeah, of course. That's how I feel watching McDuffie cover a receiver. Like, the, there was one highlight they showed in this game where he ran the route better than the receiver did. And it feels to me like his instincts, and, it, you know, clearly he studies, his ability to uh, literally be in the shorts of a receiver is ridiculous. Three duds, number one dud uh, down from this game. Uh, Aaron Banks, the, the 49ers left guard, he was awful in this game, gave up five pressures. I, I just thought the, the, I thought the 49ers offensive line was not good uh, in general, especially as the game, game went on. Debo Samuel completely taken out of the game. 11 targets, three catches, did not really do much offensively at all in this game. Maybe that was Spagnolo. Maybe that was McDuffie. I'm sure it was a combination of all those factors. The Niners needed more out of Samuel. Two. Niners linebacker Oren Burks, who came in for Dre Greenlaw. He was awful in that game. Uh, PFF had him giving up nine receptions on nine targets. He was in on the game-winning touchdown. He looked completely lost in space. Um, he he was slow. He was he was not good enough in this game at all. George Kittle, two catches, four yards. That's it. And I know he's a good blocker, but again, in a game like this, your big guys got to find ways to get open and make some plays. He didn't. Are we at three? Yep. Go ahead. Debo Samuel, um, not good enough against man coverage. Now, he was probably injured a little bit. Um, he did come up with that hammy. Yeah, I give him credit for continuing on. But he could not get off press man. A lot of the guys on the 49ers couldn't. Johnson was one of the few guys. And the Chiefs basically said, like, we're going to man you up all over the place. You can't beat us. We're going to bring pressure almost all the time, and there's nothing you can do. And there was nothing the Niners could do about it. Jake Moody. And look, he he kicked well overall. Dude, you can't miss an extra point in the Super Bowl. You can't do it, especially when you kick it into the ass of your offensive lineman, basically, which is what he did. That was a that was the second biggest play of the game. I think the biggest play was the punt. They gave Kansas City a touchdown there, and then they gave him another point. How many points are you going to give away in a game like that? 
Greg, uh, assess Shanahan's decision to kick off in the overtime. Uh, I think that is a decision you need to make in the moment. Um, it sounded like they had made it before they even got there. I, I wish he would have mentioned something about his defense was just on the field for uh, 11 plays. Now, I was just looking back at it. Um, it, it shouldn't their, – their defense shouldn't have been that winded. When you look at it, the Chiefs had it uh, – you know, the last drive of the third quarter was the muff punt, one play, 16 yards. Then, yes, they were on the field for – uh, 12 plays early on in the fourth quarter, and then they were only on the field for uh, you know just about two minutes to end the game. So should they have been gassed? I don't know, but I think that that factored in, putting them right back out there against a the hot Mahomes. I think he was hoping that they go out there, ball control, score, maybe maybe cool off Mahomes a little bit. Um, I, I, I heard you guys talking about it yesterday. I did not take his comments after the game as saying, that he punted to the analytics department. I just heard, to me, what he said was they heard everybody out in the organization, or at least the analytics department, which they should, and then they talked about it, and then they made the decision as football coaches. All right, well, let's pick this up on the other side, this uh, very topic, with your calls, a couple open lines at 617-779-0985. Long commercial-free segment is next. You're listening I listen to, to Felger and Matt. I think this is a moral law. On the Sports Hub. There's a little bit of controversy. I think it's ridiculous that Kyle Shanahan won the coin toss in overtime and elected to take the ball. There's a lot of logic that says take the ball. Let me lay it out for you. I have an A-plus offensive coach. I have an A-plus running back. I have A-plus playmakers and skill people. I would have taken the ball. Plus, both these defenses had been on the field a lot. There were 150 total plays. San Francisco's defense had just been on the field for 11 plays. They looked gassed. I get it. I don't have a problem with the decision. But what happens in the media too often is it becomes about the result. And that's where this anger, the headline today is how Kyle Shanahan lost the Super Bowl after winning the overtime flip. For the record, San Francisco, it worked. They had a 13-play drive. Brock Purdy got him down to the red zone. First and 10 at the 15. It worked. (laughs) But they had to settle for a field goal because Purdy, once again, couldn't handle the blitz. It worked. Just be honest about it. The game went to overtime. Mahomes, on a fourth-quarter heater, beat Brock Purdy, who was struggling with the blitz. Does that sound like a shocking outcome? A coin flip did not decide the Super Bowl. Buddy Colin Coward on the overtime kickoff. I, I have far less of him kick, far less of a problem with him kicking off than the rationale. It's the rationale that set me off, Greg. There, there is there's a case to be made for kicking off. I, I wouldn't do it. I, I, I think holding the ball second in that situation is a better place to be, and I would have wanted to hold the ball second. But if he had said my defense had played you know whatever 70, 80 snaps and was gassed, okay, or. I trusted my offense, and we wanted to go up seven to put pressure on them. Okay. To say we discussed it, and no one's ever done it before. We discussed it with the analytics crew, and this is what we came up with. I'm like, ugh, ugh. And I do feel, Greg, I, I do think he was he was sort of um, passing the buck on that one. He was trying to skirt blame by saying, hey, listen, it's what the analyst told me to do, so I did it. I mean, that, that's how it read. That's how it felt like to me. 
Yeah, I understand that. I, I just when I heard, I just wish wish he explained it more because I think more went into it than just that. I think it was the game flow. Um, you know, Mahomes had gotten much hotter as the game went on and was more of a factor and was making plays and his guys are trying to chase him around and and I think they needed to to sort of reset and sit, which they got to do because the Niners went on a very long drive thanks to the the penalty on third down by McDuffie, uh, or else you know they would have gone three and out. And uh, so I thought it was a it was effective, but in, in in the abstract, if if you're just looking at it, to me you wanna you wanna be second, you wanna get the ball second because you then you know you have four downs. You know when you get to third down right. with with the ball leading off, like you might be like. All right, it's fourth and four. All right, well, let's let's kick it like the 49ers did. Whereas, you know, if you if, if they got the ball second, they got into some of those situations, especially when they kicked the field goal. They would obviously they would have gone for it because they would have been trailing. But um, you know, I, I just think it gives you a lot more options on offense, and you just don't want Patrick Mahomes with an extra down automatically. Yeah, but I mean, just to come out after the game and say, well, the analytics say, or the analysts. We took it to the analytics crew, and those guys said, you know, like, oh, come on. Why do we have you? And, uh, you know, that, that that's sure an easy thing to do when it doesn't work. Blame the nerds, who I, I'll, I'll blame too. I'll, I'll blame what sports have become. Just turning it over to the analytics, to the analytics of the analysts. I think it's horrible. So I, so I hated the explanation as much as the decision. Uh, but I think Colin Coward at the end of the day is right. It wasn't the coin flip that decided the game. It was a tight, slugfest kind of game that – loosened up in the fourth quarter and it came down to a couple of quarterbacks going up and down the field and Brock Purdy wasn't as good as Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Agreed. That's not the bar for me. It's not being as good as Patrick Mahomes. It's being good enough to win a game in a tight game in a low scoring game. He needed to be a little bit better. Oh, it's not because of who was on the other side. Oh, I think it's absolutely who was on the other side. Patrick Mahomes scored on his last four possessions. Purdy scored on his last three. If that's another quarterback, he's not scoring on his last four possessions. He's scoring on his last two or three, like most guys do. Mahomes is special. So Purdy has to be special. He's not. So, like, I mean, that, that doesn't mean he sucks. I mean, if you're the Niners, Greg, what do you do at, at quarterback? What do you do? I mean, obviously there are better quarterbacks. Obviously there are quarterbacks I'd rather have. There's only two guys that have beaten Patrick Mahomes. The, the Bengals aren't getting rid of Burrow, and Brady's going to do TV next year. Okay? So no one else has beaten him in a game that's mattered. But fine, you think certain guys could. You wanted to play the game. Josh Allen would have won that game. Are they going to get Josh Allen? No. Okay. Would Lamar Jackson have won that game? I don't think so. Lamar Jackson sucks against the blitz. He sucks against I do. pressure. Kyle Shanahan wouldn't have run the ball like five times in the game like the, the Ravens did against the Chiefs. They would have had a completely different game plan. Okay. I mean, Lamar Jackson and Shanahan's offense, give me a break. It's unreal. I would take Lamar Jackson over Brock Purdy starting from scratch. I don't know if I'd take Lamar Jackson in that game the other night over Brock Purdy. I've seen Lamar Jackson in too many playoff games. He sucks. Yeah, not with Kyle Shanahan. Wait a minute. Not with McCaffrey, not with those guys, not with his running ability. With those guys, it would be impossible to defend. That's what they tried to do with Trey Lance. Okay, so who else? Dak Prescott? Well, I didn't know we were doing this. Well, right now. I, you you Dak, said I thought you said in that first segment we're going to do Dak this. over over Purdy. No, yeah. no, I, and I'm not talking in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like a, a Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. I agree. Would the outcome in that game have been any different with Dak Prescott? Yes. I'm going to I'm going to say that yes to everything because he was he was middling in the middle part of the game. He didn't make any plays. 
How is Dak Prescott? I, I, I don't know. I seem to watch Dak Prescott in the playoffs, and I see turnovers. Again, you are judging him with Mike McCarthy calling the plays in his offense. Okay, what so, about Goff? So I thought we spent the first hour ripping Mike Shanahan. Goff's a good Ka- one. Kyle Shanahan, but go ahead. Keep going. The Goff's a good one. I don't know. That, that, that's a toss-up. I mean, I, look, I'm no, I, I, I dumped all over Goff okay. for years, but he's gone to a different level as far as I'm concerned. So, but, it's so, if, I mean, we, we can debate with Lamar Jackson, Mike, and Dak the Prescott. Point, the, you're not getting those guys. The, if, if you're the Niners, what do you do? Stick the, the point is, you're not winning a championship if your quarterback is a game manager and doesn't make special plays in the biggest game. I don't care who's on the other side. You're not winning the game. Nick Foles made special plays in the Super Bowl to beat Tom Brady. You know, Joe Flacco made special plays for the Ravens to win a Super Bowl. You know, in those years, and that's what I'm talking about. This year, this game. Again, I can't tell you, Shanahan's going to know better than anybody. Brock Purdy, with a whole offseason, because he was limited last year because of the elbow surgery, is he going to be appreciably better? He might say yes, but I still think at the end of the day, I still think they are going to be looking for better. Now, what does better constitute? Who can they get? I'm not really sure. Who knows? Could be Mac Jones out there, you know, as Purdy's backup, and and who knows what happens. So I mean, you you think? That, so I mean, what's Mac Jones's ceiling? So I mean, I get what you're saying, and Brock Purdy does not have a high ceiling. Like I concur with that. But like, what are they supposed to do? You know, I, I, they were gonna he was gonna sign Tom Brady this offseason. Okay. Well, so th- he should have done that. Yep. That I agree with. And, the, you know, like this narrative that the Niners want to win with a scrubby quarterback, I, that doesn't quite jibe. I mean, they did pay Jimmy Garoppolo, and I know what Garoppolo, you know, ultimately is. But at the time, they thought he was a top 10 quarterback, and they paid him as such. They didn't try and win with just a guy. They thought Garoppolo, and a lot of people thought Garoppolo could be, you know, approaching one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And they gave up their whole draft board. To go get a guy in the top three who they thought was a transcendent talent. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft who was there because two guys got hurt. So, like, Brock Purdy wasn't the plan. They stuck with Brock Purdy because they won all his games, just about. Just like they would, did with Jimmy. Well, so, but, uh, but they, they, they targeted Jimmy, they paid Jimmy. They targeted Lance, they drafted Lance up what high. I mean, they targeted Jimmy. Bill gave him to him. Well, and then they paid him. Okay, so it's like. They, they, I, I don't think that this thing that Shanahan wants to win with a sucky quarterback. I and mean, then why'd they pay Garoppolo? Why'd they trade up for Trey Lance? No, I, I don't think it's that he wants to win with a sucky quarterback. I think that Kyle Shanahan, and this is part of the reason why he's stuck where he is and he can't get over the top, is because he thinks him and his scheme trumps all. Okay, he, so, he thinks like the Patriots. Right. Give me any top fifteen quarterback, and we can win. It's the system. Oh, so I get it. He's got that attitude. They also traded up for Trey Lance. So what was that? If he thinks it's just his system, why is he giving up his old draft board, three first-round picks, for the third quarterback in the draft? Sounds to me like he's targeting someone who he thinks is going to be transcendent. And uh, in Atlanta, he had the MVP. Wasn't Matt Ryan the MVP that he year? Was. Right? So it's like, I, you know, I, I, I think they, they just – Brock Purdy just happened. You know, they had injuries. They went to the third guy, and the third guy didn't lose. So what are they supposed to do? You know, Brock, how many games has Brock Purdy lost as a pro? Like a handful? Mike, the only thing I'll say, like the Matt Ryan thing, the, the Shanahan believes he made Matt no, Ryan. No, I get Matt it. Ryan. I know. He's an a-hole. I understand. 
but they also traded up for Trey Lance. So that doesn't jibe with someone who's just willing to what he wants to build around Mr. Irrelevant. They tried for just the opposite. And they 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 they, uh, they hit the wrong guy. I think it's very likely that the that the 49ers draft a quarterback with traits somewhere second to fifth round this year and develop him. And who knows, a year from now, if Purdy can't get it done again, then then the next guy. And they who, should. Who can move and do th- some things on the run a little bit better than Absolutely. Purdy. Go draft a guy with ceiling. I don't have a problem with that. It's like, But it's so easy. You got to get a better quarterback. I tell you, Kirk Cousins ain't going to make the difference there. And if, and if you want to say Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, sure, much more talented guys, much higher ceiling, much better quarterbacks. I've seen them do nothing but absolutely crap their pants in the games that matter. And so, okay. I, I But with now with Kyle Shanahan, they'll be better. All, all right. I, I got it. Can they get Stafford? Jimmy, Jim Murray, how do you feel about Matt Stafford? He's fine. He sucks. <laughs> I said he's fine. Don't put words in my mouth. I'd keep Purdy if I were them. I'm not opposed to drafting. Oh, no, definitely take, keep Purdy. I no, mean, he's on, a, I mean, on his rookie deal. You can always draft the guy in the middle. That's fine. Take a gamble. See if you strike lightning, whatever. That's all that's good. If that kid were two or three inches taller, he'd be a stud. Purdy. Yeah. Yo, his size hurts him, definitely. Yeah, he'd be a stud if Absolutely. he were three inches taller. All right. Uh, here's a 90-second update with Murray, I promise. Right back to your calls. B-Pod Studios. The Felger Maz Podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you ready for this? Do, 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 do. It's Felger and Matt. Oh, stupid, my oh, God. God. Oh. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Was there ever a doubt? I mean, how could there have been? <laughs> Ask Patrick, the greatest <laughs> current living athlete. Oh, wow. Ask Andy, oh. the greatest active head coach. Ask Brett Beach, the GM and friend of the show an emeritus member of the committee who pulled off what I think will be looked back on as the modern-day Herschel Walker trade Hmm. in trading Tyreek Hill to get Trent McDuffie to get the extra pick so they could draft Isaiah Pacheco and then win back-to-back Super Bowls. And then there's Patrick Mahomes, who doesn't start Super Bowls until he's down 10 points. Patrick Mahomes... In Super Bowls, down double digits. Can we show you him, Brady, and then the rest of the world? He's three and one. Brady's two and one. Everyone else in NFL history is two and forty-seven. What about? And it's not just Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes, since this dynasty started, the last five years, he and the Chiefs are five and one down double digits in the playoffs. Everyone else is six and forty-eight. All this team needed to turn into a juggernaut. That beat clearly the hardest path possible, Brew. The three yeah. other best AFC teams and the best NFC team. When you have that defense and that quarterback was a little practice. No. Little practice, says uh, Nick Wright. You're going to hear from him, obviously, following the Chiefs. If you follow along with those numbers, uh, quarterbacks who've been down 10 points in Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes is now three and one. Tom Brady is two and one. The rest, every every other quarterback in NFL history who's been down ten points in the Super Bowl is two and forty-seven. It's unbelievable. Okay, if you just want to go to the playoffs, the last five years, he said. I'm just repeating these numbers. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is five and one when he's down ten points. Everyone else, six and forty-eight. So. I, I, I know it sounds like I'm carrying water for Shanahan. 
if, if Shanahan had blown the 10-point lead to Jared Goff or anyone else, I, you know, I'd be a little more on your side. He gave it up to a guy who does it to everybody. Okay? And, and he. And, and Mike, just quickly, what was that stat that we heard at the Super Bowl? Him as an underdog is now 13 and 1. Uh, Mahomes? Yeah. So it's like, she, yeah, Shanahan was supposed to win, but every time Mahomes is in that situation, he, he wins. Same with Brady. Again, Shanahan's blown three 10 point leads. Again, it's really. Going too far to say he blew the other night. It was ten nothing in the second quarter, ten three at half. But anyway, and he's 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 lost three Super Bowls up ten points. Well, they were to Brady, Brady and Mahomes, or I'm sorry, Brady, Mahomes and Mahomes. What's the difference? That's what those guys do. So it's it's just it's it's my one yeah, but with all the Kyle Shanahan stuff. What did you say the rest of the quarterbacks were again two and. Two and forty in Super Bowl history. When a quarterback is down ten points, everyone other than Brady and Mahomes is two and forty-seven. <laughs> and what was the playoff number? The playoffs across the NFL the last five years, when quarterbacks are down ten points in the playoffs, they are six and forty-eight. Mahomes is five and one. Part of that six was Matt Stafford, who did it against Shanahan, though, just a few years ago. There you go. It's a good one to keep bringing up, Jimmy. Don't let me forget it. Or ignore it to prove my point. What is, what, what is the rest of the league other than Shanahan? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Take, Shanahan plays heavily in the in these stats. <laughs> it is true. So as part of that six and forty eight, that's Stafford. Yeah. yeah. With two and four, what other two Super Bowl wins did the quarterback come down from ten points down? Oh gosh. Uh, Can I'd we just to, think I'd quickly think about, about it? it. No, just trying I, to think of the last like twenty years. Oof. Uh I don't know. I'd have to look. Were at the, the Steelers game. down to the Cardinals in in that in that Super Bowl? Yeah, I it's knew. I knew, I know they were down. I don't know if it was ten though. I don't they know if it was down. ten, but they were down. Steelers might have been down to the Seahawks in that Super Bowl too. I don't think they got to ten. Maybe okay. I don't know. We're just obviously futzing around yeah. uh, out loud. But uh, either so way, you get emails on that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Felgrit ninety eight five the sports Email with all the other uh, crap that you send me. So I I don't completely disagree with your point. However, you can't just ignore the third quarter for the San Francisco 49ers, especially uh, yeah, the San Francisco 49ers, especially after they, after they get the interception. They sucked. I mean, th- they were three and six, out three or four times six in a row. plays, 3 yards. Horrible. And and I was just looking back on it in my notes, Purdy struggled during this time. You know, the first possession, was second that- and 15, he's late he had Ayuk on a three-step drop, didn't throw it, was late uh, to Debo, and that was a low pass. He had Ayuk on a better one. Um, third third and 15, decision, uh, had 15 and 11 open, didn't go. Next possession, Purdy's under pressure, and I understand, and then he throws that ball to Jennings for a minus eight loss. He should have thrown the ball out of bounds. That's a bad decision. The guy got, Jennings got tackled immediately for an eight-yard loss. All of a sudden, it's second and 18, uh, Purdy, you know, short pass to McCaffrey on third and eleven. Uh, he had he had uh, Kittle on the left sideline. Now he was covered, but the throw didn't have a chance. You got to give your best player a chance. Throw back shoulder or something. He overshot him on the next possession. No gain on first down. On second down, Debo was wide open, and Purdy Purdy didn't see him. He threw it to Ayuk, and then on third down. Uh, nobody was open. He tried. Like that was a collective fail between the offense and and the quarterback in that that p- 
period, and it determined the outcome of the game. Okay, so Greg, I was just going to ask that's, you quickly. That's working your way backwards. I mean, the Kansas City offense did nothing in the first half. Did that determine the outcome of the game? But go ahead, Mass. It would have if they lost. But, I mean, Mike, they had a chance. They were up 10-3. That whole period, to go up two scores or whatever, that was the time. They could have put an end to the game right there, and you're just like, oh, well, it just, and it just chief, happens. And then, you know, and, you go three and out three times in the third quarter. Once with the ball on the San Francisco side of the field, or the, the Kansas City side of the field, and, oh, it's, it's just, okay, well, just Mahomes is on the yeah, other side. They, they scored 22 or 19 points against a team that, on average, gave up 17. So I, I, I just, I don't think they blew it. What? Yes, Mass. So I was just going to say, don't you also go with the play calling there, Greg? In other words, if he was having such difficulty, you know, you're talking about blitzes in sp- uh, specifically, but in those three uh, possessions, I think they threw eight passes in nine plays, right? So why is Shanahan continuing to go to the quarterback if the quarterback's letting him down? Well, uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, you know, the first the first possession it was they got the second and fifteen and third and fifteen because they had the the penalty, so they but, had no choice. But we mentioned this too yesterday, and then yeah. they got in the second and eighteen and third and eleven because of Purdy's play on the next possession. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Run the ball two times? Well, but and also McCaffrey was not he was their best player, but he averaged three something yards a carry. We talked about this yesterday. Three point six. Yeah, it was a defensive game. That's another failing, by the way, as far as the, the way the 49ers are built. They needed another option at running back. And what they they needed like a workhorse running back. McCaffrey cannot be in the regular season, yes, he could be your featured guy and doing this and that. But when it comes to a one game situation, they needed a Mostert or, you know, some they needed another alternative at running back. And really, if Kyle Shannon was thinking of head and this is how we're gonna counter the Chiefs. He should have used McCaffrey as a wide receiver the whole game and had another running back and give him a wrinkle that way. But he didn't do anything like that. Did you give me those other two comebacks? Jim? Yeah, one we never would have got. So it's uh, Drew Brees, Saints against the Colts. They were oh. down 10 nothing in that game. And the other is Doug Williams with Washington. They were down 10 nothing to the Broncos early in that game that they ended up blowing them out 42-10. to They got 35 points in the second quarter. Yeah, I, I don't remember the 10 nothing bit, though. Me neither. No, the, I don't remember that at all. All right. Uh, but I the pop- second quarter's not important in the game. What they do in the second half. Well, now there's the first half. Uh No, it's just good. No, so when a team loses a game, you go back and you find the 10 minutes where they didn't play well and says, that cost them the game. Like, that's. I gave you the second and third quarter. Easiest thing to do in the history of the world. Throwing for 43 yards. Uh, Greg's taking up all of your time out there, so no no time for the calls now because we have to do 10 questions coming up next. I love this. Now, more of Felger and on the Sports Hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Alright, here's the last one of these for a while. Ten questions with the big boy. Super Bowl edition. Ten questions, ten minutes. We've got to stay on time. Jimmy, what are our buzzer options? And then the McCaffrey's fumble. fumble. <laughs> Maz and Murray sing the blues. Go ahead. Manning is one of the great all-time players of all time. It's a little redundant. <laughs> Brady, Brady, Brady. Brady, 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 Brady. Are you satisfied? Brady, Brady, Brady. Just say, keep it. Brady, 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 Brady. Brady. Next. Scoreboard my Scoreboard. ass. Scoreboard. Scoreboard.
<laughs> Scoreboard my ass. That is a, again, that should be Fegler. a t- t-shirt. I like it. Last one. How about did Mac treat him nicely? Throwing <laughs> interceptions all over the place. <laughs> that one to us. That was a good one. All right, uh, hit it. How about did Mac treat him nicely? Okay. Throwing <laughs> interceptions all over the place. Excuse me. Let's get to all the crap that we didn't get to yesterday. Favorite Super Bowl commercial? The Dunkings. I like Affleck, Damon, Brady. I thought it was great. Uh, I like the Bud Clydesdales always. Like, you there's always a stuff. variation on the Bud, Bud Clydesdales every year. This year with the snowstorm, they delivered them on the, the delivered the kegs on the horse and wagon. Like, uh, you know, I, I couldn't go with the Dunkings. I'm sorry. I'm going with Hellman's Mayo Cat. I like mayonnaise. I like cats. I like the Mayo Cat. Mayo. <laughs> Mayo. And, and uh, what's her name? Uh, McKinnon. Uh, Kate McKinnon from Kate, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I, I like the Christopher Walken. One where they're all doing the Christopher Walken impersonation. You know what I'm talking about? I think I know that one. You don't know Murray? Wasn't there one with Aubrey Plaza? Uh, yes. See, I was in and out. You know. So yeah, I fast forwarded through a lot of them yeah. too. That wasn't that great. I like her. I'm sure you do a Christopher <laughs> Walken, Murray, don't you? Um, you put me on the spot. Jeez, I don't know. I don't want to butcher it right now. Let me okay. think about that. Next. Brady, 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 Brady. Are you satisfied? Brady, Brady, Brady. Just say, keep it. Brady, 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 Brady. Least favorite commercial. The RFK Jr. spot spoofing his uncle. What a tool bag. So the very first commercial, I couldn't figure out what it was with the washing of the feet. That's a little much for me. I just... I'm with Maz. He gets us people washing strangers' feet. It's gross. Other people are gross. Feet are even more disgusting. You couple that with religion, I hate it. Okay. Uh, the Dunkings, to me, was uh, the worst one. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I just, I don't know. Too much. Next. Yeah, I'll have a Lodge regular. J-Lo. <laughs> and then the McCaffrey's fumble. fumble. Thoughts on Usher, halftime show? I don't know. I, I didn't get it. Like, I just don't think he's a big enough name. Like, you know, it, this isn't 2004. It's 20 years later. Like, can't we get a bigger name than that? I, I'm with Bedard. I, you know, I'm not telling you it sucked. It was fine. It was fine. It, you know, but but I, I need something more contemporary, something, you know, again, I thought Bruno Mars was terrific X number of years ago. Like, give me something. What about Beyonce? She's there. But so, you didn't she on. just do it a couple You years hit ago? on it, though, Greg. He hasn't been relevant in, like, 20 years. It was a halftime show that featured the least recognizable songs that I can remember in, like, two decades. I knew two or three songs. And I know I'm not as, like, hip and down as I used to be, but, like, Half of them are like, I don't even know what the hell these songs are. Play hits. Well, so that part doesn't bother me. I don't need to know the songs. I don't mind that he's uh, older or not as relevant. I don't care about that. I want to hear the guy sing. Like, I'm not, like, I, I am traditional. Like, you just stand at the mic stand and sing into the mic. The best part was with him and Alicia Keys, where they just, they weren't bouncing around. It was just, they sang. And I think they were actually singing at this point. But he's, you know, it's all this, like, <laughs> choreography. You know, Mike all is the, showing like, his moves. You know, all the choreography with, like, the, 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 the thing, the mic, that he's kind of singing, he's kind of not. It's like, I, 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 I'm not, I don't need the dance routine. The roller skate guy. Just can you s- sit there and sing? They couldn't get Adele? Isn't she in residency in Vegas? Yeah, yes. That would have been better fit. So uh, I, 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 it, it, it just wasn't quite for me. Next. Manning is one of the great all-time players of all time. Again, a little redundant. Your thoughts on Taylor Swift? I think that she's 
handled all of this almost like perfectly. It's not her fault that the TV's always on her. I mean, she just goes to the game. She cheers. She, I think she's opened it up to a lot of people who don't know much about football, her fans. I mean, look at the rate. I think they just set a record for ratings. That doesn't happen without Taylor, Taylor Swift being involved. The the booth, uh, you know, the shots of her in the booth felt, for some reason to me in this game, more fake. They felt totally choreographed, totally orchestrated, which I'm sure they were before. But for some reason, they felt faker to me in this game. And I now have this thing in my stomach, a gut feeling they're going to break up. Well, uh, I don't. I don't find her. Of course, they're going to break up, yeah. Maz. That's that's another blazer. Two blazers have come out of this one. You'd rather have Mahomes and Purdy. Got it. And you don't think it's meant to last? Nope. Okay. I don't Again, find. Wow, that's going out on a limb. I don't find her annoying. It's the discourse around her I find extremely annoying. Hater, lover, give her this. She's a real star who's really talented. She's this generation's Beatles or Michael Jackson, what have you. She's not some TikTok loser that's you know, clout chasing that's out there. That I would hate. Her, I don't mind. It's the discourse around her that's driven me nuts. Why does a parent they're going to break up? All I've heard is these jackasses the last couple of days tell me it's true love. Look at this. Look at the reaction. Look at how she responds to him. It's true love. I think they're toast. She's going to wake up and realize what a meathead she, he is. It doesn't matter how many times you've taken her to Pound Town and she's enjoying like being with a meathead right now. That part's going to end. She's going to realize he's a dunce. Yeah, now she has to spend like real time with right. him. Okay. I've got a whole thing on her. There's not enough time for it now. I'm going to give it to you a little later. But, Maz, the divorce rate among normal people is over 50%. Mm -hmm. The divorce rate among celebrities has got to be like 80%. Mm -hmm. If not higher. Of course they're not going to make it. Okay. What is that? Like, of course. Yeah, but so you think they're going to get married? Everyone thought it was fake. Maz still thinks it's fake. Okay, so everyone thought it was fake. fake. I I don't think it'll last. Okay, well, nothing lasts. That's not saying anything. That's not true. At least it's a take instead of sitting there and be like, we, I'm facilitating, yay. (laughs) At this point, I'm facilitating. I have too much Swift stuff. I'll give you all, I'm going to download the whole Swift thing later when I have more time. Next. We. Scoreboard my ass. Scoreboard. Scoreboard my ass, Lombardi. Thoughts on the entirety of the Travis Kelsey experience. I love his compete. I love his athletic ability, but he's he's such a tool bag. I mean, he he just is. I mean, bumping into Andy Reid, losing his mind. I mean, he's been there before. He's an older player. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Let alone the dating show that he had once upon a time. He's just a tool. I believe the actual question was, how do you feel about Travis Kelsey as a person? So I may have cut and pasted a, a different version of my questions here, but either way, answer that question. How do you feel about Travis Kelsey as a person? I like him. <laughs> you don't really mean that. I'm over this douchebag. He's good on the field. He's increasingly annoying off of it. And his eventual failure as an actor, influencer, whatever the hell he thinks he's going to parlay this into, I can't wait for. Next. How about that Mac treat him nicely? Throwing f-ing interceptions all over the place. <laughs> Biggest tool bag of the Super Bowl. Goodell. I think I say this yeah. every year. I mean, moving his press conference, it's invite only. Um, and then, like, when he got on the podium, like, I meant to have Jim do an imp- impersonation of him. But, oh, my God, could you be any more stiff? He's such a loser. Travis Kelsey, that thing with Andy Reid on the sideline was bad. That was bad. I, I, I tell you, I've come to like Kelsey, but that was low grade, man. Assaulting your coach on the sideline, bad. The streaker. This is more online than anything else, but there was a streaker during this game. And in cases like this, I'll ask what I've been asking uh, to my friends and off the air for like four straight years now when people aren't behaving. Do nightsticks no longer exist? <laughs> Where are the nightsticks? There has to be real repercussions for people not behaving. Behave or face the taser. Nightstick. Yeah, tasers, nightsticks, something. Is there a video of him getting tackled? Yeah, but I need more than that. I need a real beating. Did you see the guy who ran into the sand trap and the um, yes. uh, waste management? Yeah, waste management, too. Where are the nightsticks? Behave. Did he get pummeled? No, he no. should have been, though. 
Okay, all well, these people should be pummeled. I agree. Next. Manning is one of the great all-time players of all time. All right, take away Patrick Mahomes and pick one player from that game, either team, that you'd most like to see on the Patriots, and you have to pay him. Okay, so if you say Chris Jones, he's going to ask for a contract that pays him $30 million bucks a year, 100 guaranteed, blah, 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 highest paid defensive lineman next to Aaron Dow. You've got to pay him. So give me one player that you'd want off of either team with his salary. This is not a big name, and I'm trying to be more realistic. And, and I might be just biased off of this game watching on Here film. Here comes a guard. Yeah. <laughs> no. Juwan Jennings, the 49ers wide receiver. He's six foot three, 200 pounds. He is a restricted free agent this year. So you offer him a contract that could maybe you know, trump the 49ers, who I think are going to have some money issues this year. You might get a chance to steal him. Like I think he's like Kendrick Bourne when the Patriots got him, but just you know, taller, better. His route running is outstanding. Fred Warner, linebacker for San Francisco. That guy's a freaking, again, missile. He runs sideline to sideline. He jumps into the backfield. He diagnoses quickly. He attacks. I think he had 13 tackles in this game. He can play the pass, play the run. When's the last time the Patriots had a dominant player in the middle of that defense? Dominant. I'm going Chris Jones. I think at four years, 130 or whatever it's going to be, he's worth it. And even the leadership stuff, you stay on the sideline too. Like when you're kind of reeling early, you can tell he's like coaching up guys or at least trying to get their attention. I love Chris Jones. Next. Manning is one of the great all-time players of all time. At what point or what would it take for you to call Andy Reid a better all-time coach than Bill Belichick? Win a title without Mahomes. I mean, look, he's he has a better record than than Bill, as as you've illustrated many times uh, over the last week, um, without the the great quarterback. But he still has to win one. You know, he went to one Super Bowl with Don McNabb, who wasn't great, but he wasn't a bum. So to me, he's a lot like Bill. We're getting close. The guy's got a hundred wins with two different franchises. I think he's the only coach in history to ever do that. I was looking it up. It's actually more than 125 that he has, but I cut it off at a hundred. I don't think any coach, any other coach has ever done that. And again, he's one with bad quarterbacks, you know, bad slash mediocre, ordinary, call him whatever you want. Now he's got a great quarterback. Feels to me like he wins all the time. He has three losing seasons in his career. Three. That's it. It's it starting. You know, it. I, I just don't think it's fair to read to say Super Bowls because if you're going to do it at this stage, because you know he's he may only coach a few more years. If he comes in with five, that's not enough. The hell are we waiting for? I'm going to do it right now. He's proven better with quarterbacks not named Patrick Mahomes. He won with Vic, Alex Smith, Donovan McNabb. Yep, never won a title, but he won with them. What has Bill done without Brady? This is a hell of a lot closer than Mahomes Brady. Mahomes is going to have to get to six, seven Super Bowls. He's going to have to get there for me to, to put him on top. Reed's not going to have to get to six. Get me to four or five, and I think he's there. I mean, the only three losing seasons? Yeah. I mean, that is... He's close. He's getting close. <laughs> so it's he's closer than uh, Bill wants him to be. I'll put it to you like that. Next. How about did Mac treat him nicely? Throwing <laughs> interceptions all over the place. Would you make any changes to the overtime format, Craig? I like your idea and Bill's idea of the, the time period. Um, my question is, what happens if you're tied at the end? Is it sudden death, or do you just do it again? Flip it again, do it again. So you play a whole nother period. You bet. It's one wow, game. That's a lot of football. It's one game. They've had two weeks off. Man, I man. like it the way it is. I it, li- this new rule I like. Everybody gets the ball once, guaranteed. And then after that, it's sudden death. You got No, defense is part of the game. 
Like, come up with a stop. Somebody's got to make a stop. So I, I think right now it's pretty equitable. I'm with Maz. I can live with it the way it is. I mean, I can live with it. I just want – so right now the clock is superfluous. The game clock doesn't really matter. It only matters if it goes to a halftime and they have to, you know. Uh, so the, I want the game clock to matter because that's the best stuff. Managing your timeouts, when to call timeout, when to run, when to pass, when to stop the clock. All those game decisions are the meat of the matter. Those are the best talking points after the game. And by just having that be a quarter break versus a, a an overtime break, that sort of eliminates all that. So I want that to be a make it a twenty minute if you need more time, you know, whatever. Make it a timed period where the game clock matters. So that's what I would do. Next, last one. Brady, 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 Brady. Are you satisfied? Brady, Brady, Brady. Just say keep it. Brady, 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 Brady. Next year's Super Bowl. Chargers with Harbaugh, I think he's going to have a huge impact there. And the Packers. Next. <laughs> Chiefs, Packers. I was go. I'm going to go with a rematch from L.A. a few years ago. I'm going to say Rams, Bengals. Rams are close. Well, I forgot about the Bengals. Yeah, Burrow back. And, and you forgot about the Rams? You said the Rams are close? No, the Rams are close. They you were do? one you of think the teams. So? Yeah, yeah. That was one of the teams that I was considering. They improved a lot in the second half mm-hmm. of the season. Okay. Uh, Packers might be in the mix. All right. I mean, all that offensive talent with Halfley and a whole new defensive scheme. Is yeah, Halfley any good? That's the rumor. I mean, I don't know much about him, but everybody thinks this is a really good match. All right. Uh, back to your phones. I promise Greg's been keeping you waiting all this time right to you after uh, the headline. So what? Oh, I'm so annoyed by that. So annoyed. 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, back to your phones. A lot of you have been waiting patiently. Thank you for hanging on. Matt in East Boston. Go ahead, Matt. What do you got? Yeah, uh, just two quick things on the overtime. I guess my first point is in defense of Kyle Shanahan taking the ball first. So past couple days, all we've been talking about is how amazing, how great Patrick Mahomes is. I totally agree. I think Shanahan probably made the safest bet in this game, which is that uh, Mahomes is going to be great. It is crunch time. The lights are bright. It's the Super Bowl. You know he's going to get his guys in the end zone. That being said, your best chance there is to uh, you first go get the touchdown, Mahomes matches, and then maybe you get lucky, get across midfield, and give yourself a chance to kick a field goal and win it in the uh, okay. sudden death portion of the OT. And second quick point, Felger, I completely agree with you on the overtime format. They've got to find a way to make the clock matter. I think playing within the constraint of a ticking um, clock is one of the most important things about football, and I think we were robbed of maybe seeing uh, Reed screw up the clock. Right. It's the best part of it. Who manages it? Well, it's not the best part of it. It's just a big part of it. Managing the clock and that end-of-the-game situation. So I don't like the fact that, you know, that clock was kicking down the other night, and it was just a quarter break. They were going to go to the second quarter. Yeah, of, this, of is, overtime. this ain't golf. Like, we need we need a clock. Right. It's, it's not baseball. It's not golf. Like, it's football. We need a clock. It has a clock. You have to manage your offense and manage the game against the clock. Uh, Dimitri in Rosendale. Yes, Dimitri. Hey, guys. I don't know if uh, you guys have seen the news at all, but Brandon Ayuk is uh, not really that happy right now at 49ers. Uh, do you guys think there's any spot for him on the Pats this offseason? Get a uh, jump start on rebuilding this offense? offense? Yeah, I'd take him. 
I mean, he's I don't good, think I'd take him. Do you think he's a number one? No, no, he's not that guy. But a good, tough, another one of the good, tough receivers. Uh, so yeah, I take him. I you know what? I could see them I'm cutting bait. My own. I could see them cutting bait too, because as Greg said, Jennings played well. Like it feels like that kid's on the come and, and you know is going to get more of a role there. I probably be under the sorry. I was just saying that he'll be under the fifth year option next year, so it's uh, fourteen million for him next year, final year. I was going to say I'd be maybe more interested in T Higgins, but it sounds like the Bengals are going to franchise him, so he's not going to be available. I take Ayuk. Don's and Carver. Hi, Don. Hey, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'd like to comment on Jim's comment yesterday at the beginning of the show. I wasn't able to get through yesterday. Um, uh, Shanahan's play calling at the end uh, of, of this game and other games that he's done, particularly the legendary uh, Super Bowl uh, with Atlanta, where all of a sudden he decides uh, unbelievably to pass the ball instead of running the ball and, and, and a mixture and, and maybe uh, a lot more running than passing. And I just don't get it. And I know Jim uh, pretty much echoed the same sentiment uh, uh, yesterday and you guys today. So I'd like you, uh, to Greg, to comment on that. So is it just he just get pass happy? Is that as simple as that? Uh, Shanahan has a reason for doing everything. I, I think that he was thrown off. That the Chiefs had so many. It was sort of the opposite on on. Um, what the 49ers are doing. The Chiefs had so many people in the box and so much pr- – I mean, they were daring San Francisco to throw on them. And as an offensive play caller, you need to do it. It's just that the combination of the 49ers and Purdy um, – look, I'm not going to – their wide receivers were not good enough in this game. They didn't win enough. But the combination of their receivers and the quarterback weren't good enough to exploit it. The Chiefs dared them to throw. Shanahan threw. They didn't make any plays. Yeah, you know why the Chiefs teared them to throw? Because they can cover. Mm-hmm. They got two good corners. Their safeties are pretty good. You know, they might be a little bit weaker at linebacker, than, but they can cover. Rick's in the car. Yes, Rick. Hey, you guys are excellent. Great show. Um, I'm going to do a quick little thing. Uh, reverse roles. Patriots are in that role. Gronkowski does what uh, Kelsey does to Reed, to Belichick. You think he gets the Butler treatment? Let me know what you guys think. So, in the Super Bowl, with the game already being played, I think Bill would let it go. Maybe I think it's in a series. Maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah, right. He'd do something. Uh, so, I don't know where you want me to go with that. He'd do something. What does that say? Is that the right thing or the wrong thing? Did Reed handle that the right way? What do you think? Oh, I think Reed handles it the right way. It's let a big it, game. People are bo- You know, people are running hot. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Again, I think uh, he was kind of desperate, too, in that he knows he needs him. It's like that wide receiving course, not that great outside of Rasheed Rice. He needs... Travis Kelsey, even I, though he gets assaulted. I just think Andy Reid just comes from a different approach than Belichick. Like, I don't think it would enter a- Andy Reid's mind to bench Kelsey in that circumstance where Bill, it definitely would be on his mind. He just comes from a different place, different how he grew up and, and you know, the Navy and all that stuff. It's just, look, he was, Gronk would be subordinate. You need to sit down and calm down before you can go back in the game. I, I don't think that's outrageous. Derek. Derek in Maine, roll your window up. What do you got? Okay, not only does he have the window down, he's talking out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Trying to keep the phone warm. Roll your window up. 
and try us back. I can't tell you how much I hate that. 617-779-0985. Hold it like a pizza right up against your mouth. Long commercial free segment. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, when you do that, you suck. Long commercial free segment is next. Now, more of Felger and Mad. Now, on, on, on the Sports Hub. Taylor Swift, this, I mean, for all the backlash she got, I can't tell you how impressed I was as how she has acted from the beginning of the NFL season all the way to Whenever you lose to Brady or you lose to Mahomes in a Super Bowl, somebody on the other side is going to take the hit. Purdy was 3-for-12 on third down and couldn't get the ball to Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. Couldn't get the ball to him. We're blaming a coin flip? Seriously? It had never been done before. There was no precedent or history. To me, that didn't decide the game. But somebody... Somebody has got to take the heat for San Francisco when the truth is there's nobody to blame. Mahomes won it. It's what he does. I'm kind of with Coward on that. That's sort of been my point the last couple days. He did mention Purdy. I didn't know where he was going with that. Well, no, he. I think he was pretty critical of Purdy uh, because Purdy got outplayed by Patrick Mahomes. Again, stop the presses. Really? Wow. I, who could have predicted that? That's a hot take. I should go back and watch more film. You know, it became a one-possession game late, and Patrick Mahomes outplayed Brock Purdy. I couldn't have seen that coming. Woo. Wow. Uh, so it's like, but that's like, do I blame Brock Purdy because he's not Patrick Mahomes? No. That's not the argument. What's the argument? The argument is he didn't need to be better than Patrick Mahomes. He needed to be better. He needed to have a B game. He had no, a C game. He needed to be better than Patrick Mahomes. It was a one-possession game. They were both going up and down the field. He had to be better than the other guy in that situation, and he's not better. No, he needed to be a B. Mahomes was an A. Purdy was a C. There is an in-between. It's not black and white. He didn't need to outplay Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. He just... Down the stretch, Again, he had to second outplay him. It, it, second, it came down to those possessions at the end of the game. What are you talking about? Six for 15 for 43 yards in the second and third quarters when the 49ers had control of the game. The third quarter is where the 49ers lost the game. They could have made it moot. They could have put it out of reach. Well, that's interesting they did not. Because they were up in the fourth quarter twice and then up in overtime. Okay, but we're going to go back to those 10 minutes in the third quarter. Yeah, right. exactly. All right. They were up in the fourth quarter twice. And then up in overtime. Purdy put him up. He scored a touchdown in the fourth to put him up. Did let him on a field goal drive to put him up. Want to go through those drives, quarter. see how much Purdy was in those? So I mean, that's all I saw a lot of running, a lot of Shanahan, penalty, Jawan Jennings throwing a touchdown. Continue. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, where are we with the Patriots? Before we let you go, this is it. This is the last five minutes of uh, the Greg Bedard experience here for a while. <laughs> uh, good question. So they have a couple vacancies on offense, running backs, tight ends. Looks like Long is going with Bill O'Brien to be his OC. At so you're talking Boston coaching College. staff still? Yeah. Um, I assume Troy Brown's not going to be back a wide receivers coach. They added Tyquan Underwood as assistant. But we'll see with Troy. Um, you never know. He. I would like to see him just remain as returners coach, but we'll see what happens. Um, the staff look, is the staff. What are you feeling about the number three pick? I think I think they need to take one of these quarterbacks. Again, if they had have conviction that this guy is a franchise quarterback. If they don't, 
Hopefully somebody wants to come up, offers them a boatload, trade down a little bit, um, you know, and then go the tackle quarterback in reverse. Right now, I would prefer taking one of the quarterbacks, whether it's May or Daniels. I think both of them are athletic, can make secondary plays, which now is a must. They have great arms. We'll just have to see if the intangibles check out. But I, I think they need to take a quarterback, then the tackle's second because it's a pretty deep tackle draft. I think they can get a good one uh, in the second round. Do you put May and Daniels in the same bucket? Uh, Meaning, yeah. are you just as happy with either? I I think so. I haven't studied them, but I think Daniels, I don't love his build. I think he's a little skinny, and I worry about him taking shots. Uh, May, I think, is a little bit more uh, undisciplined, but I see him a lot. He reminds me of Justin Herbert coming out, and a lot of people were critical of Herbert about his final season at Oregon, including me, and I learned from that to try to separate the quarterback and his talent from what was going on around him and the scheme he was in. I think I think May has a ton of potential. Daniels has a ton of potential. They have the arm and the athletic ability. I just think the Patriots have to grab one of those guys. Okay. Do you think they've already made up their mind? Because I, I kind of do. Uh, I think they are heavily leaning towards taking a quarterback. But I think they it would be a dereliction of duty if they don't listen to what's out there. I mean, they're going to have to go through it. They finally got their staff. You know, McAdoo's a good evaluator. Um Van Pelt's a good evaluator. These guys will get into it. The front office will get into it. They have to do deep dives on the intangibles. Like it's, you know, I don't want Mitch Trubisky. I want a guy with intangibles who's a winner, who's driven. You know, you're not going to probably find Mahomes or Brady, but you're looking for traits. And I think they are heavily leaning towards taking a quarterback, and I probably would too. Okay, big push from the Crafts uh, and the ownership this offseason. The lack of spending wasn't our fault. It's all Bill. Now that he's gone, money's not going to be an impediment. Uh, So big PR push from the Crafts on the spending. What do you think that's going to result in? I think they, well, they have to spend. They have to get to the floor. There's a certain threshold they have to get to. So I They've spend spent so little, they have to spend through the nose just to get to the floor. Go ahead. Yep. Which Can and I just say quickly how embarrassing that is, that you're in a spot where you have to spend to get to the floor? But anyway, go ahead. Uh, but I, I just think that they, looking at this free agency class, I, I, I don't love it. Uh, I would go maybe for like a Calvin Ridley, maybe throw big money at him at wide receiver. Um, but I think a lot of their money is going to go to re-sign the key guys. Um, and I think that uh, they will be active on the trade front. Elliot Wolf, when he was with the Packers uh, and the Browns, that was sort of like his purview. He went out and tried to find trades, and I think they will look for those type of things. Where do you think they target? Where? Uh, I would think that, you know, probably uh, wide receiver, um, you know, offensive line, I think you're going to have to build through the draft. There are a couple of under-the-radar guys in free agency that they could do. There's a guy, his name escapes me, um, from the Vikings who uh, has flown under the radar that I think uh, a lot of teams are looking at. And uh, But I think they're going to be active in a lot of different areas. I think they're going to try to get more athletic up front. They're going to have to do something about I don't know if Judon's going to be back. You know, He's going to want a new contract. Are they going to want to give it to him? Well, or gotta, would you, again, they have to spend the money somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to spend just to get to the just to get the bare minimum requirements. Uh, I, I would start with a Wenu and Hunter Henry because they have nothing at tight end. So, franchise tag Hunter Henry for a year. I would give a Wenu whatever he takes. So at least you have one position wrapped up. Even though Giardi says that he he prefers to play guard, he does not want to play tackle. He wants to play guard. All right.
Thanks for another season, big boy. Thanks, Ten Greg. years. I just went through it. Is that right? This was the tenth year. Yeah. Ten years. How it feels like twenty with you? I know. Oh, so exactly. now you know you get, you get me all emotional now, <laughs> big boy. It's very. I hey, oh. I am always free to come on and yell at you about the quarterback competition. I, I will inform you when there is one. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll need that. We'll, we'll need some off season. Jimmy will pick up the phone. And uh, yes, yeah, so set us straight. When it, when when we need setting straight, set us straight. I know you'll uh, be happy to do that. Happy. Okay, big boy. We'll check in periodically this off season. We've got uh, two hours to go. Maz has something for you on uh, that game that hasn't been uh, touched on enough for the champion Kansas City Chiefs. We'll take your calls. You're all lined up. I promise we'll get to them. Let's do a 90 second update here with Big Jim Murray first. No commercials.